Hey there. I hope you are having a fantastic day or night, depending on when you're here. Today, we are going to be roasting companies just a little bit. Not specific companies because that's not very classy, but we're going to be talking about what companies need to change on their job descriptions and job applications like right freaking now. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in, and this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Let's get into it. Oh my god, if you've applied to a job in the last year or so, let me tell you what, there is so much room for improvement. Let's talk about it. Number one, salary ranges. I know this is like probably the most controversial topic when it comes to job descriptions. My opinion, put them in there. Why not? I mean, I know the why not because I'm a recruiter and the why not usually is because then people are going to expect the highest end of that range. However, it also is going to save a ton of time when people are expecting way more than your highest end of that range. They're going to see it in the job description. They're going to understand the level. They're probably going to understand a little bit more about what's expected of that person and then make a decision. And there's also times where people are okay with making a pay cut to do different types of work. So we should never be the ones to decide that for them. They should be able to make that decision. And just being really honest and upfront about it definitely can help move the process along. And then if you are going to include them in the job description, remove the compensation expectations question from your applications. There have been so many job descriptions I see where the range is there and they're like, what are your expectations? I'm like, within the range you posted. Like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> and then obviously it's the recruiter's job. Let's say your skill set falls in the middle of a range to have that conversation with you. You know, like you can expect whatever it is you want. You can want what you want. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. And then at the very least, I would put in your job description, if you don't want to post the range in the job description, once someone clicks apply and they actually go through the application process, one of the questions you can ask is say, here is the range, da 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 da, right? Is this within your expectations, yes or no? So that way it's maybe not super public. Like obviously if someone clicks apply, they're going to find that question. But I think as a country, (laughs) we need to do a little bit better job at being really transparent. It really does save time. And that's the biggest thing for me on both sides, applying to jobs and also from the recruiting side of the house. And quite frankly, there's a lot of laws that are changing to support this uh, and the transparency as well. Number two, logins or registrations. Honestly, language, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Why in the hell do I have to get a whole ass account, email, password, sometimes security questions to apply? Are you kidding me? If this is part of your ATS, you need to change ATS. Like that's just plain and simple. There has been very few jobs I've applied for in my life where I will actually take the time to create an entire login. I don't want another login. I get emails around my birthday month from companies. I don't even know who they are because 17 years ago, I had to create a username and password for some bullshit. (laughs) I don't want it. (laughs) No. And I definitely don't want it for a company that I don't even know is interested in talking to me. It is probably my biggest frustration. I would say salary ranges are the biggest biggest impact, this probably my biggest frustration. Number three, age. Real shit. I literally saw that on a job application. Well, so when I'm recording this, it was last week. By the time this goes out, it will definitely not be last week. So if anyone is listening to this, don't worry, don't panic. I'm not applying to jobs. <laughs> but like, hello, Title Seven violations. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that to yourself? You'll be sued. Like, I- 
It's not even like, if you will, like there will be someone who tries to make that a problem for you, you know, unless you go out of business for other reasons, but that's neither here nor there. Age has no business being on a, on a job application. It also can have 0% to do with the decision you make on whether or not to move someone forward. If it does, it is illegal, period, plain and simple. Stop it. Number four, anything that takes longer than three minutes, redo it, trash it, start over, period. That's it. That's all I got. Upload your resume, basic info, first name, last name, email, phone number, maybe a couple questions. Obviously, we have like the equal employment opportunity questions, you know, race, all that good stuff. But that also, for the record, is anonymous. For anyone listening, as a recruiter, there has not been one system ever that I had access to that information. So if that is ever a concern for you, maybe there's probably a way to find that data, like back of the house that I just don't know about. But recruiters, we don't see it. Applications need to be quick. People are busy. Top talent isn't going to spend 30 minutes doing an application. They just won't. Number five, building out your background or your work history. Hi, I gave you my resume, which has my background and work history built out. Why do I need to now fill in all of your 1700 boxes with the same information? Stop. Just stop. Why? I, I truly don't know why companies do this. Number six, lack of formatting. Also, why? I literally saw a job description. One big, long run-on paragraph. No bullet points. No, like paragraph breaks, just line after line after line of word, just words, word after word after word. I didn't read it. I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not entertaining this. Like if this is how you present yourself to the world, I am not a fit for you because I look at that and my brain just sees chaos. And I don't want to work for a company that just wants to present chaos to the world. Number seven, key details missing. Key details. What does that mean, Steph? What are you like? What are we talking about here? type of work? Is it full-time? Is it contract? Is it contract to hire? Location? Is it on-site? Is it hybrid? Is it remote? Who it reports to? That's often missing in job descriptions, but I do think that is a key piece of information because oftentimes that helps people understand the structure. It helps people understand possibly expectations and then also who it reports to. And then if it's a leadership role, who is going to report into that person as well? There are probably other key things, but those I would say are some of the bigger ones. Number eight, a lack of application confirmation page. So there's been a few applications I've done. I'm recording this after a layoff and doing a lot of applications. So kind of just my own venting session. Thanks for joining me. Where like you apply and then the screen is just nothing. And you're like, did it work? Did it go through? It's really easy. Just thanks for applying. If there's a if there's a fit, we'll reach out. Like it doesn't have to be a novel. Just thank you for your time. We appreciate your interest. Because then your candidate or prospective candidate isn't wondering if they did something wrong, if it went through, if the page timed out, so on and so forth. Number nine, misleading titles. So this one isn't quite as common, but there has been a couple situations where a company is trying to hire a recruiter and then the title is like, start a business with us. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, I'm, I did a search for recruiting roles and now you're like, be a business owner. And then I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, you want to start a recruiting business and you want a partner. Huh? Like, just be transparent, be clear. There's no right or wrong way to title something if it's transparent and it's honest. We don't want to be as misleading. And there's also like some of like the shady agencies out there will do recruiter and then they'll do like dash three hundred dollars to $400,000 a year. No. Now, is it possible to make that kind of money on the agency side of recruiting? Yeah. Is it realistic? Fuck no. <laughs> Number 10. All bold or like underlined text. I don't know whose eyes that 
is easy on and who looked at that and said, yeah, that's it. Bold everything. Underline everything. It looks terrible. It's kind of like the lack of formatting in number six, like more annoying in my opinion. Number 11, inactive links. So before we are posting jobs, just make sure to click on all the links. And I get it. Like we get busy. We have templates. Like you're just go, 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 go. But from time to time, schedule a reminder in your calendar just to check those links on your job description templates. Because oftentimes the links are to things that people might find interesting and then they just don't work. And they're like, oh, (laughs) number 12, incorrect grammar and or punctuation. My podcast is not where to go to learn grammar and punctuation is I say things how I talk, which is often with a lot of smart assery, which isn't a word, <laughs> incorrect grammar, uh, tones, and uh, yeah, I'm not your example, but if you're going to post something in written form to the internet, yeah, make sure it has correct grammar and punctuation. The last thing you want to do is make candidates feel like that your company is not capable of very basic things like using a period or a bullet point. Number 13, no company information. This is a big one. A lot of job descriptions will dive right into the role, which is great. Get to the point. I love that. But then also make sure at the beginning or the end, it doesn't really matter. A little bit of blurb of some sort about the organization. Because yes, there are a lot of household names as far as companies go, but there are way more that people just don't know off the top of their head. So give it just a little snippet, even like two, three sentences, you know, like you're what would be on the front page of your website if some random person went to the website and be like, what does this company do? Like that level of detail, like high level, 10,000 foot view kind of thing. It doesn't have to be a whole long case study. Now you can have links that provide people uh, places to go to learn more. Number 14, questions that are truly irrelevant, right? It just feels lazy and lazy. So here's an example. There was one job I saw that was posted as a remote job in the U.S., Okay, cool. Remote US, pretty clear. I'm in the US. I want to work remote. Let's check it out. I started to apply and one of the questions was like, are you comfortable commuting into the office? I'm like, to my living room? Yeah, I'm good. And so it's just like, okay, they obviously have roles where you probably have to go into the office, but the person who posted it was just too lazy to look at those questions. So it's kind of the compensation one too. If you have the salary range in the job description, why are you asking what my salary expectations are? You provided me the range and I decided to apply. Therefore, we're implying to each other we're on the same page. Now as a recruiter, I'm going to confirm that in the initial interview to make sure I don't waste anybody's time. But I feel like you know where I'm going with this, right? Number 15, GPAs. I'm sorry. In what world does that even matter anymore? Like maybe as an intern, that might be something you care about. But like if you have more than one year of experience in the corporate world, GPAs, in my opinion, shouldn't matter. Like you got your degree, whether you did it as a 4.3 for most corporate America type of jobs or yeah, it doesn't matter. There are some, I will say. Somewhere it might matter for how many applications have it. No, it doesn't matter. Um, I would even argue if you have your degree, Even if you just graduated, I don't see how it matters. You got the degree. You did what you were supposed to do. Also, assuming you thought getting a degree was what you're supposed to do. And number 16, any sort of assessment, culture fit assessment, take this personality assessment, take our whatever. I am not going to spend 10 minutes applying to your job and then another 20 to 50, yes, 55, zero minutes taking your assessment before I even know if you want to talk to me. Absolutely the fuck not. Me personally, I'm like, if you want to do it, do you. I support you all the way. Am I going to do it? Hell no. I am busy. My time is valuable. You're asking me to spend an 
hour of my time to submit an application to your company and you haven't even let me know you're interested in having an interview with me? The audacity. Now, I don't think assessments should be part of any interview process because they are truly not unbiased, meaning they are hella biased based on a lot of different factors. I won't get into that. This is a to the point podcast. I have been in conversations and asked very pointed questions to some of these vendors in an effort to deter organizations from implementing assessments. And the inability for those companies to answer my questions was ridiculous. So there's a lot of bias built into that assessment on so many different levels. It kind of actually pisses me off a little bit because they advertise this make your interview process unbiased, remove bias from your interview process. But depending on how it was built and the data used, oh, it's so flawed. It's it's aggravating. Anyway, but the audacity, if you absolutely must, and please don't because you don't have to have absolutely an assessment. So just take it out, period. Save yourself money. But if you have no control over that and your leadership team has decided you're doing it and you can't fix it and you're a recruiter, at the bare minimum, request that when you request a phone interview. Say, hey, I reviewed your resume. I'm interested in having a conversation with you as part of our interview process. We do have this assessment. If you would like to move forward, please make sure it is complete before our phone interview. That way I know our conversation isn't going to depend on this assessment and I'm not going to waste an hour of my life. I'm not either way. I'm just not personally. But again, if you want to, do you. I support you. All right. I hope this episode was, I don't know, entertaining. Maybe it was valuable. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my rant session. If you have a topic you would like to cover, please reach out and let me know. As always, thank you for being here and listening to the show. Uh, check out the website, stepdennis.com for helpful information and the podcast directory. You can support the show simply by listening, sharing with a friend, monetarily, PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. Uh, we also have an option for Spotify monthly donation subscriptions. Definitely check it out. All the links are below. And then of course, by leaving a rating and or review, you can find me on the socials, stepdennis13, Instagram, and TikTok, and then Instagram over at Career Talk Podcast. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing. So awesome. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.